Coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. I have a new um, direction for our musical career as well. Have you now? Yeah. Christy, right? We're going to make a new album of covers, right? What, what covers? And what we're covers? starting with Dua Lipa, Levitating. Okay, you're playing bass on that. Bring the fucking cakes. <laughs> then we're doing Blank Space, Taylor Swift. <laughs> then we're doing Justin Bieber, Baby, 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 Baby. <laughs> And then we're doing Olivier Rodrigo, driving licence. And that's the new fucking album. Now you, shut your hole and stop lying about the band. Okay, Christy. Fucking mega cake. See, see you tomorrow. Yeah, see bring you in tomorrow. me fucking eclairs as well while you're at it, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prick. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> is fresh off the Dancing with the Stars dance floor. The legs are a little worse for wear, granted, but he's all fired up and ready to perform on stage across Ireland with Aslan's 40 Years, 40 Gigs tour. Billy McGuinness is my guest on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast, and he really is in flying form. But I get the impression that Billy is generally in flying form. I mean, most of the time, at least. He's full of energy. He's so effervescent, so unbelievably positive, fit and strong at the age of 61. And he can tell a cracking story, too. Do you know we hold the record for the amount of most alcohol sold in the Olympia ever? <laughs> ever. Ocean Colour Scene came in and we lost it. And then we went, well, feck that. We're going to do another gig in there. And the next gig in the Olympia, you broke we, the got ocean it, we got scene it. We record. broke it. We got our trophy well, back. I went up to see him in Beaumont Hospital and he was on the tubes and everything else. I always wondered how Aslan was going to end. I just said, Christy's not getting over here. He's going to die. Went out outside the hospital room, bawled my eyes out, said, this is it. This is, it's all over. And when we fight, we fight. Mm. And sometimes comes the fisticuffs. <laughs> sometimes. But the thing about it is the next day it's forgotten about. Yeah. And I think that has enabled us to stay together. Do you want me to be your manager? I'd, I'd love you to book us out, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this together, Billy. Do you want to bury the hatchet? <laughs> right in your head, Louis. Right in your head. <laughs> My full chat with Aslan's Billy McGuinness coming up in just a couple of minutes' time. But a lot has happened in the last um, couple of weeks and even since last week's episode. Specifically for the first time in over two years, I got to go back on stage again. And what an amazing thrill it was to appear um, in front of people, to see their eyeballs. Very few masks, I have to say to see the whites of their eyes, to see their shoulders heaving, to pull people up on stage and to see people so willing to get involved and eager to return to the days that we used to have before. Just mad laughter, brilliant nights, a few pints and people texting me afterwards and social media kind of going mad for best night I've had in two years and all that sort of stuff. And I have had an absolute ball performing around the country and the tour continues um, at the National Opera House in Wexford this weekend and then at the INEC in Killarney on Saturday. And uh, if you want to come and see me, please do. It's a great show. And if you're not seeing me, see somebody else. Go see Keith Barry or, or Tommy Tiernan or somebody. Just get out and do it. You won't regret it, I promise. I could see people leaving the theatre so happy. I thought I'd be really nervous, but I wasn't really nervous because I wanted to do it so much that the, the joy of wanting to do it overcame any nerves that I have. I just wanted to get out there. Um, and it was everything that I hoped it would be. And I've been trying to maintain, save my energy over the week and everything to try and make sure I'm on top form for the next gigs. And I will be. So try and drop in on one of my shows. But if you can't, I'm delighted to have you here with me on the Mario Rosenstock podcast. 
please do hit the subscribe button if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify. It's all absolutely gratis and free. And the ratings and reviews have been piling in, so thank you for that. And also your emails are piling in, and I answer them all and I read them all. Um, and if you want to send me an email, it's mariorosenstock at gmail.com, of course. Uh, try and rate the review or review the show. If, uh, rate the show or review the show if you can, please, uh, if you're feeling generous. And most importantly, tell a friend about the show. Just one person. Tell a friend about the podcast if you're enjoying it. Now, do you know the way when someone becomes semi-famous in Ireland? Nobody's really famous in Ireland, maybe except for Bono and Gay Byrne used to be famous. But they start presenting loads of TV shows. I call it the Carrie Crowley effect, um, that when you become well-known in the country, often RTE kind of use you a lot. Um, and before you know it, people are going, oh, Jesus, not this person again. RTE basically comes up with dozens of ways to get, to get you onto our screens and capitalize on your celebrity status. So following the rise of fame um, that Tony Holohan, chief medical officer, has experienced, um, I can imagine that RTE must have Tony Holohan in their sights. Surely they've made an approach. Surely there's been a brainstorm. And surely my microphone's inside the room to see what actually happened with these producers pitching their ideas to Tony Holohan. Professor Holohan, thank thank you so much for coming into RTE. Thanks a million. We appreciate it. You're welcome, lads. What's this about? Uh, we're just looking at some programming opportunities yeah. with yourself at the helm. Not sure what that means. What, your own TV show on RTE? Like, so. Yeah, so basically during COVID, your ratings were just straight the roof. Right, you were massive. The They're stratospheric. You're like, massive. So we'd like to maximise broadcasting synergies. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Well, basically, it means flogging you to death until you're so overexposed. Nobody ever wants to see you again. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a TV presenter. I'm a medical professional. And as such, exactly. I would like Exactly. So you're trusted. Trusted. Now, we've just a few ideas, Tony. Well, I'm not so sure, lads. No, no, no. I, just, just, chill just, out, just chill thoughts out, at the moment, okay? Just bear with us. What about this? Okay, Sunday evening, family uh, orientated. Right, and, and what would I be doing? What is it like? The Den with Tony Holohan. Sorry? I mean, what? Zig and Zag, Dustin and Tony. It's an absolute winner. Well, what about your man Ray Darcy? Where does he come well, in? Well, he's gone kind of postal no, at the moment. Forget he's, him. He's trying to wobbly. Forget him, he's uh, over. I'm not sure, lads. I'm not sure. Shut up for a second, Colin, will you? Okay. Sorry. Tony, what about this, right? right. You and Marty Morrissey, okay, in a car... <laughs> Going around Ireland for six weeks. Buddy buddies, road trip kind of thing. I don't even know Marty Morrissey. I've never met Tony the man. Tony and Marty's viral load. It's like, it's, I, it's off the charts. I don't think so, lads. It's not the kind of thing I'd be interested okay, in. Okay, okay, okay. Calm. Shut up for a sorry, second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're a doctor, Tony. Okay? Yes. Yes. Uh, celebrity embarrassing bodies. Right, and how does that work? So, this is class, right? Right. So, Dahi O'Shea, right, <laughs> is telling me that he has a growth on his arse the size of a. Look, I don't think that's my kind of uh, bag, lads. No, 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 to Tony, Tony, you've got to listen to this. Like, one of John Creedon's feet, right, has eight toes, okay? To be honest with you, I think that would put people off their dinner, to be honest with you now. Twink that's says she has two. Just shut up for a second, Colin, will you? Tony, do you like DIY? I love DIY, yes. Well, your own DIY show. Right. Hola Handyman. I know, lads. A I, 90s I, I, music show. DJ Tony Holohan. Called what? You can't touch this. No, no. Lads, if I'm doing something, right. I want it to be real. I want it to be inclusive. I want it to be progressive. I want it to be uh, diverse. And I want it to be relevant. Okay. Ah, yeah, I think we might have just the show for you. <laughs> Welcome to Tony Holohan's Drag Race Mwah. <laughs> And that would be A show Well worth seeing Wouldn't it Tony Holohan uh, A la RuPaul The Drag Race And you get a brand new And exclusive comedy sketch Right here on this podcast Every week So make sure to keep Dropping in for a listen And of course Listen back to all of the episodes You might have missed Over the last year And there are so many And so many good ones um, Thanks to everybody 
um, for listening. And thanks also to Curry's for their support over the last year. And make sure that you drop into your nearest Curry store and get yourself all set up with the best value, high-end kitchen appliances, HDTVs, you know yourself, personal electronics, and loads more. Curry's won't be beaten on price. So, Billy McGuinness is here. He's raring to go. As I said, he's a man with a lot of energy, an appetite for a laugh, and some great stories too. So let's get straight into it. They flip around, yeah. <laughs> Pull that up. Yeah, now, reveal all me dark secrets to you. So I will. So how's the body, first of all? Anyway? <laughs> Body's banjoed. Mm. Yeah. I just yeah. met you there outside, and the calf muscle, is it two calf muscles? Or? Uh, one calf muscle, but it's torn on both sides. Yeah. So I could actually, they offered me a boy into the quarterfinal yesterday which oh. was interesting yeah so they came to me uh, I went to the medic because Billy was quite popular there yeah they wanted to keep me in so they said we'll uh, the medic said you can't dance on it so I said uh, well I want to dance and they said no you can't so I said well I'm dancing Yeah. I said that's it and they said well look what happens if your leg collapses during halfway through yeah. the dance so they came to an agreement where they get they let me dance it as a rehearsal but they filmed the rehearsal okay. so they would have it in the can in case I, me leg went during the actual live show so if it went during the live show they'd stop and they would show the judges the, re- the rehearsal tape gotcha. that I did gotcha. yeah. but uh, it turns out that I just I was pumped full of painkillers and, and, and needles with uh, he used, the medic used electric needles on me knee and I just went out and, and the fight or flight hormone and I still got and I still got booted off the show so it was all a waste of time but after <laughs> 10 weeks 9 weeks Brilliant. I, Mario, oh, I God. thought I was going to last one week or two weeks. I got a call from Shinawill and I said, uh, do you want to be on Dancing with the Stars? I said, this is Christy and Joe having a laugh. You know, this is this is a <laughs> wind up. They were prank calls. Yeah, the prank call. Because we've done a few prank calls on each other. <laughs> you know, so I said, this is a prank call. So I'll play along with it anyway. I said, who's this? Oh, this is Adam from Shinawill. Uh, do you want to go on Dancing with the Stars? I said, well, listen, Adam, can you send me an email tomorrow? thinking it was the lads yeah. you know so next of all the email came in I went oh Jesus yeah. it's for real yeah. so I rang Christy and Joe and they said yeah go for it yeah. we were in November there was no gigs yeah, yeah. we were still in the lockdown yeah. phase yeah. and uh, I, I, I said I'll go in here I'll last a week or two yeah and uh, I said it'll be out grand yeah. nine weeks yeah. got nine shows out yeah um, uh, like I watched it and we all watched it and um, it, like it was evident that you loved it Oh, I was brilliant. absolutely. Yeah. But uh, you're, you, I mean, like, there's, there's there's a couple of things about you that that makes this work, though. You're you're just incredibly positive person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll go in with the best foot forward. Um, you stick your chin up. You put your chest out. You go. I'm gonna. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm going to go for this. But still, having even even having said that, was it even better than you might have expected? A million times. Yeah. Better than Why I is thought. it so good? What it, is the thing? What does it make so it, good? It, it, it's it's just it's you're locked you're locked away with these other these pro dancers and these other contestants. Um, I grew very close to Grania Shoiga and Angus Magrina. Oh. We were we were kind of the oldest. Hmm. I was actually the oldest contestant on it, being sixty one. Ever. Uh, well, uh, Angus was fifty seven, I think. So yeah. I was sixty one. I don't know if ever, but yeah. for this series, I was the oldest one on it. And they they threw us out to. Um, uh, exquisite studios on the Long Mile Road. Yeah. So there was me, Grania, Shoiga and Angus and our partners. So we called ourselves the Long Mile Six. Yeah. So <laughs> we were, we, we'd come in on a Monday and we'd go, what do we want? Freedom for the Long Mile Six. 
And then when Angus was booted off, it became the Long Mile 4. Yeah. And then when Grania was booted off, it became the Long Mile 2. But if Grania was, has kept in touch with me. Now, I didn't know Grania before mm. we went into that show. Mm. And she's ringing me every day and FaceTiming me. And, and it's great. And we're, we're, we're gigging in, in Galway on the 25th of March in Leisureland. She's going to go. And Grania's coming with her husband. Yeah. So it's that type of, you, yeah. you, you build a, a great rapport. It's with like the going to war with people. With. Yeah. It's See, war, it's the trenches. I, I said to Hannah, Hannah's only 19 and she was the youngest pro dancer and it's her first series and I was the oldest contestant. I said, they're doing this for a reason. Why are they putting the youngest one with the, with the, with the oldest one? Mm. But we're both dubs. We got on like a house on fire. Yeah. And I think the public tapped into that kind of dub sense of humour. Mm. Like everyone knows I can't dance. I was like chancing my arm. Mm. I was really chancing my arm at mm. this. But for some strange reason, the public kept us in. Mm. They kept voting for us. Mm. So as long as we avoided the dance-off and stayed away from the judges, because yeah. every week we were bottom of the board. Yeah. And you had people on the yeah, top. Yeah, no, uh, Billy, people top. liked you, though. It so was it positivity. Was, it, just, it, was, it was just, do you know what? After the two years of lockdown and after what's going on in Ukraine and all at the, at yeah. the past couple of weeks, I think... People could turn on Sunday night and they'd say, well, Billy's going to give us a laugh anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I make people smile and make them laugh by dancing, yeah. Jesus, that's that's unbelievable. No, it's funny you know? actually about yeah. the COVID there and, and, and you were on another show, The Today Show, and The Today Show did something and Dancing with the Stars did something that very few other people did. And that was, it was a completely COVID-free zone. So basically, for the two years, yeah. like you, they never did anything on COVID, really. Yeah. So it was basically like, they, it was deliberate. It was like, do you want to switch off and just escape all this stuff when you watch us? Mm. Uh, and that's what they did. And that's what people and wrote that's, you. That's yeah. what worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what worked. Uh, so yeah. an, an amazing experience. Amazing. And you made some friends would, for life. Mario, if you're ever asked to do it, yeah. you have to do it. Yeah. I know it, it takes a lot of balls to actually do it. Yeah. Because I was going... Will I be able for this? All these, yeah. all these nineteen and twenty and twenty-one year yeah, old rugby, Jordan Conroy rugby players and rugby, around rugby players and 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 uh, Olympic swimmers, six like packs flying around, serious everywhere. athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm going. Will I be able for this? Yeah. But I just went in, and as you said, I just put a positive head on yeah. me and just turned up, and let's see what mm. happens. But now, but but you did really well physically. You did really well yeah. on it all throughout the first yeah. eight weeks. Uh, anyway, and how, how? Like, I love looking at people's ages I, was, I said this before on uh, to somebody I always look at people on television I Wikipedia them to see what age they are right you know okay. it, it's, it's, you just love to find out what age people are you know oh, he looks well or yeah. she looks well but you're one of those people you just look amazing like amazing for 61 Thank you. like if somebody said Thank to you. me you know 47 or 48 I'd go easy easy you know easy oh, you know great. and you're 61 you know yeah. and you're just really what do you attribute it to or, or is it just natural to music Absolutely. Uh, to the music. Yeah. I've been with Aslan for 40 years. Yeah. So I haven't worked in those 40 years yeah. because music is, me, music is my love. Yeah. Like my dad was in the Nevada show band yeah. years ago and it, it, people were commenting on the way I know Nicky Bourne and Nicky Bourne was really nice to me when I was up and we were having a chat yeah. and he'd give me extra time. Nicky Bourne's dad and my dad played in a band together for years. Oh yeah. They were called Nicky and the Studs. S-T-U-D-Z. <laughs> God <laughs> so, almighty. Yeah, and they played together for years. So that's how I know Nicky Bourne. I knew Nicky Bourne before he was in Westlight, before he was a Leeds United in goalkeeper. child. So he used, to go, he used to go to the race course in Baldoyle where, they, where the, my dad and his dad used mm. to play. And Nicky would get up and sing. And I'd get up and sing. Yeah. So 
people didn't they weren't aware of that on Dancing with the Stars they were saying there's something going on with Billy and Nicky yeah. you know but that's what it was it yeah. was it was we, we know each other years yeah. but uh, my dad was in the Nevada show band that's where I got music from yeah. and now even my son is 22 and he's playing in a band called Don't Tell Mum and he's in a band and my other son is, is uh, in St. Patrick's College mm. to be a music teacher so it's brilliant the way it's passing down from one generation you, to but, the other but, and, and, but I put it down do to you? I've been at Aslan for 40 years it's the music that keeps you keeps you to answer your question that keeps you young that keeps you mm. uh, it's just you know I don't work I, mm. I, it's a love that mm. I have that mm. I've been doing for 40 years mm. like music is just it's my soul yeah. it's, I, I just really I can't live without it yeah. I really can't you know well I will get on to that in a minute because uh, you and I have both something in common there about the, you know the whole performance thing now and we're all back and all this sort of stuff and just recently and everything but the late late on, Saturday, on Friday amazing yeah so that was that that was supposed to be an Aslan tribute Go show. Away, was yeah, it? oh, we had a big, big. Uh, the forty-year thing was going to be rolled out. Special guests, everything, the whole nine. So yards. Was some of it cancelled, and it was got. Oh, it was, it was it was turned on its head. Yeah, uh, around Wednesday. But can you tell us what was going to be on it, which didn't happen? No, out. because in case it happens again. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Billy. <laughs> but it, it was turned on its head for Ukraine, and rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. And again, the Irish people over three million raised not only did they raise six million at Christmas I don't know what it is about the Irish people they're just amazing they're absolutely amazing I think there's something that we identify with Ukraine there's some there's some type of vibe between the Irish and the Ukrainians and they dug deep and they raised over three million but we got to perform they kept the guests uh, Roisin Murphy was on great from a local she's yeah. from our close yeah. so she, she was on and then uh, we got to do This Is we got to do Crazy World yeah. and Christy sang uh, Waltz and Matilda unaccompanied yeah. which was like spine tingling yeah. it was really really lovely yeah. but the amount of positivity we got back from Friday yeah. you know for doing that is, is like you know that's what it's about mm. if music can do that mm. You know, and that's what it does. And we were just delighted, Mario, to be a part of it. And, and, yeah, brilliant. And you might even get another shot at it. Now. Well, there you go. You know, yeah, yeah. Because we were so accommodating. You know, we yeah. didn't, we didn't, we didn't. We just went. Yeah, no worries, Ryan. If you want us, we're here. We're, if you want to cancel us, if exactly. you want to cancel us, no. If you want to cancel the, the Aslan performance, Aslan being on the late, yeah. late, no worries. And let's be honest. Let's, you know. Uh, well, let's be honest now. So, so there's no point in mincing our words here. One of the reasons you did Dancing with the Stars as well is is because it would be a fantastic. Uh, window um, for you to promote Aslan, 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 Aslan all the way and yeah. it's worked out perfectly that just on the week that you're out you really kind of yeah. kickstart your big tour and for 40 years 40 years 40 gigs that's the way that's it's, it that's, yeah MCD 40 years 40 gigs now between myself and yourself there's going to be more than 40 gigs yeah but it's just it looks nice 40 years 40 right. gigs uh, we start in Belfast on the 11th and we've got the Tree Arena we're taking the Tree Arena on on the 17th of September Ooh. Saturday night we've never done the Tree Arena well, not. it's going to be it's either going to fall flat on its arse or it's going to be an amazing night yeah. but we'll pull it out of the bag again uh, with the history of Aslan there's going to be lots of special guests Yeah, uh, just just you know a vibe oh, just brilliant. make it a gig Try and make it special, and and it is going to be special, yeah. you know. And forty years is special. Forty years is very special. And forty years, I was just saying to you outside the door, like, you're you're back now performing, right? And it's, I can share that with you because, yeah. like, 
I last Thursday night I came back in the in the yes. Lyrath estate in Kilkenny. Lovely hotel, one thousand one hundred people. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful room. I'd yeah. say about I'd say about ten people wore masks yeah. out of the one thousand one hundred. Yeah, um, the the place was just rocking, electric, mm. but it was the same as before the pandemic. I'd say, but five percent better. Yeah, because there was that sense of we're back. Yeah. And those were the first shows that have been performed at the Lyra yeah. in two years. Amazing. And I did it's another not- one the next night then. And so we're back and it's just lovely, lovely. And it also, I presume you, f- you felt this, doubly reinforces on you how lucky you feel you are to do this for a living. And how important the audience are. Yeah. How important, because that's what I missed most. Like we did a lot of them Zoom gigs during lockdown yeah. and you know, the, what were they called? Uh, Virtual word from them. Yeah, yeah. Where there's no crowd. Remote. So you finish the song and there's just Yeah. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. Like we did, we went down to the INEC, great setup, yeah. No audience. Ah, yeah. And you're playing and you finish the song and I it's know. just Yeah. Yeah. So we kinda went off then. But last week, like yourself, we went down to uh we had a gig um oh, where was it? In Gory, uh, the Amber Springs Hotel. And this was a gig that was supposed to happen two years ago before lockdown. Yeah. So Surprisingly, everyone kept their tickets. So we didn't have to advertise. The gig was sold out yeah. when it was just rescheduled. So we went down there and like yourself, no masks, everyone was hammered and just singing along to Crazy World and this is, and we're going, yes, this is what we missed. We missed the audience. The audience is such an integral part of, of course, what we do. But not just audiences, Aslan do. audiences. Oh. As they know how to have fun. Do you know we hold the record for the, the, the amount of most alcohol sold in the Olympia ever? <laughs> ever. Ever. Ask Dennis Desmond. I swear to God. What? And we lost. Hang on. We lost it. Ocean Colour Scene came in and we lost it. And then we went, well, feck that. We're going to do another gig in there. And the next gig in the Olympia, you broke we the got Ocean it. Colour Scene we record. Broke it. We got our trophy well, it's back. It's funny that you should say that because I met Dennis Desmond once, right? Because I'm with MCD as well. And so are we. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we seem to follow each other yeah. at EMI, <laughs> EMI and MCD. And, yeah. and ARSE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Dennis Desmond going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good on the, you're good on the drink. And I went, well, what do you mean? You said I'm drinking before gigs. And he went, no, 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 no. You, you, we had it all worked out I think you're 3.2 3.2 oh, yeah. points and I went what's that and he went it means when a punter comes to see you they have an average of 3.2 points yeah. and I went is that good and he went very good <laughs> yeah, it yeah. means that and I said why it means that when people commit to buying a ticket for you they say we're going to make a night of it Yeah, yeah so they don't yeah. just necessarily go we'll nip in to see him and then go home they go what the fuck we'll yeah. make it out night yeah. of it yeah. so Aslan yeah, Ocean we, Colour Scene and myself we hold the record I'm just going no it's, it's there to be beaten do you know what I'm I mean I'm going to ask Dennis what the record ask is Dennis, he's going to go yeah. well Aslan are up no, at 7.3 yeah. 7. yeah you know it's great it's it's great and it, look it's 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 our gigs are like known to be you know they're just they are yeah, they, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. The, the do you same, know where I saw you the once certain people uh, Damien Dempsey has it his well oh yeah his they're like it's like going to mass you know, it's like gospel but, do you, but you know? the other thing about you guys is you're accessible and sense that like you can do the three arena right but do you know where I saw you the Purdy Loft in Dunleary yeah yeah or the, <laughs> the noggin in or, exactly and I remember do you know what when we started off doing I remember we were castigated by the journalists and media at the time what happened was we lost our deal with Sony BMG mm. and uh we, 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 we had an, a year with nothing to do and we said what are we going to do and MTV in America was happening the MTV Unplugged yeah. do you remember oh, all Nirvana that and all that yeah so we said right how are we going to do this because promoters weren't booking bands they were booking DJs 
you know, they get a DJ for 500 quid. Yeah. Why would you spend a couple of grand yeah. on a band? And the, the work was, do you remember those, yeah. those days? So he says, what we do? He says, right, we'll, we'll go unplugged. We'll strip everything down, two acoustics, a bass and a drum kit. Nothing else. No amps, da, da, da. Everything into a high ace and we'll go off and we'll play the pubs. The likes of the Noggin Inn, the mm. likes of the Drake Inn in Fingless, mm. where, where cabaret would be happening. Do you know what mm. I mean? But our take on it was that when we'd go into it, those gigs would become Aslan gigs. They'd be, we were playing our songs. We weren't playing covers. We mm. were doing our material, right? And slowly the gigs started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. This is the unplugged setup. Mm. And we ended up doing five nights in Vicar Street. And we said, right, we'll take it to the next level. We'll bring a string quartet in mm. and then we'll, we'll film it. And we were advised by everyone in the music industry Live albums don't sell. You're wasting your money. Mm. And it was actually Shinna Will. It was Larry Bass and Shinna Will that came in to film it. Mm. And we recorded the album, uh, the live album. It, it was the Made in Dublin album. And you know what, Mario? That album to this day is our biggest selling album. Oh. So if we'd have listened to the experts, live albums don't sell, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have made it. So I always yeah. say, follow your gut. Follow, yeah. follow your heart. Well, and it's if, as good as anything. If you think it's going to happen, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's just one example of where us just, you know, we, we, we had the, the foot on the neck and we didn't know what to do. Mm. What are we going to do, lads? What are we going to do? We're after getting dropped by Sony BMG. Yeah. We need to bring in money. What are we going to do? Yeah. Let's go unplugged. Yeah. And it was a masterstroke. Yeah. Brilliant. It was a master Brilliant. You know, and yeah. it just happened, you know. Uh, this, this, I, I, I'm interested in this aspect as well, the 40 years, okay? So, yeah. that, that makes it, makes it that you're about 20 when Aslan starts. So, 61. So, yeah, I yeah, was 21. So, so what were you 21. doing before that? I was a baker. You were a baker. I was a baker, yeah. And, I served. And, and, so, bring me up, you're a baker and bring me up to the, Bring me up to the formation of Aslan. Oh, it's a great story. Great story. My my part in it is it's just it's people just say, Wow, yeah, Jammy, get you. How did you get in? <laughs> I went to see Aslan. I was a baker. I saved for me uh, four year apprenticeship and I worked in every bakery in Dublin. I worked in Gatto's, Bolands, Johnson Mooney and O'Brien, Downs's, the whole lot. And I went to see Aslan. They were playing in the Revenue Commissioners Club. And I walked in and there was Christy and Joe. And the lads on stage, Christy was in his bare feet and he was doing all these hand movements and the voice. I just walked in and I went, who are these? <clears throat> so I knew Tony, the bass player. He was from Ballymun and I was from Ballymun. So I got, Tony, I got to Tony after the gig and I said, Tony, I said, is there any chance I could join the band? <laughs> And he said, can you play him? And I said, no. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, are you I serious? I said, oh, absolutely, 100%. This is a true story. He said, he said, well, nah, I don't think, I don't think you can join the, the band. He, I love the way he considered it though, just for a so, second. So yeah, and, and so I said, right, okay, okay. So I found out where they rehearsed and they rehearsed in Alan Downey's garage in Finglas, right? And I was working in Downs's in Finglas. So I'd finished work at two o'clock and I'd get a tray of cakes and I'd drive down, well, well, I was walking down, I was probably on a bike and I'd go down and I'd sit outside the garage with the cakes and I'd be listening to the lads rehearsing. This was after seeing them in the Revenue Commissioners Club and when they'd stop for their break, the garage door had opened and I'd be there with a tray of cakes. <laughs> Bribing them with the <laughs> cakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and kind then, of cakes? Ah, oh, nice cakes, nice creamy <laughs> cakes, cream buns, everything. So they'd come out, ah, there's Billy with the cakes, right? Grand, grand, grand. And that was, this went on and on and on. 
Then they had a, a gig came in. It was a big gig. It was the Lark in the Park in St. Anne's Park in Rohini. And they went, right, we'll get three backing vocalists for this. My hand went up. Okay. Yeah, I, can I be one of the backing vocalists? Of course you can, Billy. Right, so in, I was in the garage doing all the ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. It sounds like the commitments. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in. Couldn't play a thing, but I was in. I was on stage with Aslan, three backing singers. Root, Root Hopper was one. Uh, I can't think of the other guy. But anyway, so that was grand. That, the gig was great. Went down really well. We played with a band called Les Enfants at yeah. the time who were signed to Christmas. Remember them? Derek Herbert. Yeah. And we blew them off the stage. Ah, Aslan. <laughs> we were roaring. But anyway, uh, so I, st- I kept coming up, kept arriving in the garage, right? So then they said, uh, Billy, come in here. We have a keyboard here. Would you be able to play this riff? Mm. I says, right, what's, what's the riff? And they went, uh, they, they, they played it. So I got a marker and I wrote one, two, mm. three, mm. four, five, six. On the keys. On the keys. So I was able to go, yeah. Just playing the yeah. riff as in as yeah. numerical, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, great, great. We're doing the revenue commissioners. You're on that song going to be playing. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm in more now. I'm doing backing vocals and I'm playing notes and on the keyboard. Backing vocals right? and keyboards. But the mistake they made, oh, and they regret it to this day. We did a Dave Fanning session, right? Now, I still wasn't in the band, mm. right? Mm. We did a Dave Fanning session. And at that time, when you did a Dave Fanning session, you got paid. Mm. So a cheque arrived for, I think it was £200. Mm. So the cheque arrived and we're in the garage and we're looking at this cheque. It was the first, like, oh, we're not getting paid, right? Let's go to the boot in and blow it. So we went to the boot in at the back of the airport and we got hammered, right? <laughs> I hammered. Yeah. And while they were all hammered, I asked them, could I be in the band? <laughs> And of course, what did they say? They said, yeah, of course you can, Billy. And I'm going, yeah. You can't take it back now. The next morning, instead of arriving at two o'clock with the cakes, I arrived at 10 o'clock rehearsal time. And they're all going, Billy, what are you doing here? 10 o'clock, where's the cakes? I'm in the band, lads. Do you not remember last night? Christy went, Jesus, how did we let that idiot into the band? (laughs) (laughs) Then I picked up guitar and I started playing guitar. And then... Suddenly, and that yeah, it was just it was meant to be. Yeah, so it, it was, was just meant your to be. love with the love of the band and the enthusiasm love, for it, it was the love of Christie's voice. When I saw mm. Christie, I'd never seen a frontman like him. Mm. The way he moved, the way he his his, his movements, uh, but his voice. You mm. know when you hear Sinead O'Connor singing, mm. and you know it's Sinead, mm. and you just uh, Christie has that voice. Yeah, he has that, and you just know it's Christie. Yeah. You just know it's him, and it's a, it's a great thing to have because. It, it, to me, like a bass, a bass is a bass, drums are drums, guitars, guitars. It's all about the singer. And we're very lucky that we have, to me, one of the most, the best singers that Ireland has, has produced. Yeah, and he'd one be of the up most, there with Bono. Oh, it's a front man. Up there as a front man, yeah. Front yeah, man. yeah, yeah Freddie Mercury, you know. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we were, and uh, then we were, we were, we, we were very lucky in the first single that we released was This Is. Mm. And we tried, we demoed that song. It cost 200 quid in, in the lab studios where Chris O'Brien recorded it. And we hawked that song around every major record company in the UK and Ireland. Nobody wanted it. Mm. And then there was, a, there was a small label called Rikus Records. They had the Blades at the time. And a woman called Elvira Butler, she ran the label. And she said, uh, let me hear that song. She said, 
I'm going to release that. That there's something about that. She spotted really, it. She spotted it. And did you said, guys believe in it? Oh, we did. 100%. Yeah. Oh, we knew we had written something special. Yeah. And by the way, it was written in a pigsty on the back of the airport. Yeah, I remember you yeah, telling me that we before. Went yeah, 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 yeah. The whole Feel No Shame album was written up yeah. in that pigsty. Yeah. But Elvira believed in it and she said, look, I'm going to get a thousand copies pressed and we'll, we'll put it out there and mm. we'll see what happens. And in those days... DJs were allowed to play what they wanted to play. They weren't given the playlist. And so Mark Cagney and Jerry Ryan used to be on late night That's on right. 2 FM. Yeah. I think uh, the night train was, was right. one of the shows. So Mark Elvira got a copy to Mark Cagney and Mark reviewed it for the hot press and he gave it single of the fortnight. Mm. And he started playing it on his show at night time. Right. And then Jerry Ryan picked it up off Mark. And Jerry Ryan started Jerry playing Jerry probably would have it. thought that Mark was Mr. Cool dude. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan started playing it. And then suddenly, when Jerry Ryan started playing it, it's flipped over onto Daytime 2FM. Yeah. And before you know it, we had 15 a and men in the TV club in Harcourt Street dying to sign the band. Yeah. Unreal. Because that single, when it was released, uh, 1986 it was, it was up against... Uh, in the in the Irma Awards, it was up against U uh, two uh, and Clannad. U two and Clannad oh, in, yeah. in a lifetime. You remember in a lifetime, yeah, yeah. and it won single of the year. Hmm. And I swear to God, we were battering the A and R men off. There was there was swarms in them coming yeah. in. They were all looking. Every every A and R man was looking for the next U two. They were. You think about it. You something had, happens. You something happens. Blue in heaven. Cactus world. New yeah. and two and newer. All signed to major labels. Yeah. All signed to major UK labels. If you showed any sign of a any sign of promise here in of Dublin. Course. They were they were signing you up. It was like Mersey. It was like the Liverpool at the time of the Mersey beat. I remember, and oh, it was it was a swarm. Uh, but a feeding and, and frenzy. was there any well, a feeding frenzy? But was there any sort of vibe around England or America? Did you did you look at that whole area? We, well, we we ended up signing to EMI. Yeah, yeah look, it's, it's it's a great story. The, the album Feel No Shame album came out. Christy got involved in drugs, and we just as we were on the first rung of the ladder, yeah. it all disintegrated. Yeah. But how did Christy get involved in drugs, Billy? That's a good question. You see, he didn't drink. He, he didn't. Christy never drank. And yeah. to this day, he never drank. Yeah. So when a gig was finished, when a gig was finished, we'd all go partying. You know, we could, we could, we could, you know, let it get the release. Old fashioned. We could get, we could points. go, let the release. Bang, 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 Stay bang. up late. And when we went to America... Uh, we, we were supporting a band called Graham Parker and the rumour over there we just signed the Capitol Records in America and it was a big push on us and it, it was the tour was amazing but when we came back from America we got into work mode but unfortunately Christy had dabbled over there in America yeah well this is what I think yeah, now, maybe this is, it was think, a, this, yeah. is, this is my take on it Christy might tell you a completely sure. different story but just my take yeah. on it when we came back from America and the work was due to begin Christy wasn't able yeah. to come back and get into the work mode yeah. because he was addicted. Yeah, exactly. He was addicted. So it was just one of those so things. So is that a bit of a... That, so I suppose that's unfortunate you know what? when you're on the crest of um, well, possible... Well, do you know what? Oh, like we had... Capital Records had us... We released Love Me Lately. Yeah. Love Me Lately. And they went Christy into, as well? Went into the bottom, bottom of the Billboard chart. Uh, we were due to go back there and tour with Crowded House we were going mm. to release this is over there which yeah. would have went down massive because the whole thing came tumbling down it just and you have to understand EMI had maybe millions invested in the band yeah. like millions EMI UK yeah because this yeah. is is you know 
obviously a great song, yeah. but it's universal as well. Anybody in America and everything. Would oh, have, well, the lyrics, it's the, just, the lyrics, it's, the melody. Exactly. It's, it's I prefer this is the crazy world. Mm. People say crazy world is a great song, but I prefer this is, I think lyrically and melodically, mm. there's a lot more substance in yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you like, you too covered it for the night for Christie. Have yeah. you heard their version of yeah, it? Yeah, I did. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Like they, they they put their heart and soul yeah. into that, yeah. and it's a different vibe yeah. on it. Yeah. But the song, the, the the song remains there. It's 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 strong. Yeah. You know, it's a really strong song. But look, listen, that is what the way yeah, it is. Yeah, but people say to me, you know, uh, oh, you could have been, you could have been the next you two, and you could have been this, and you could have been that. Well, 40 years here, mm. that to me is success, mm. Mario. Mm. That to no, me, 100%. that to me is, is, is success. Yeah. I'm, I'm put my kids through college and my mortgage yeah. has been paid. Yeah. Da, da, da. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That, that to me is, and we're still gigging and we're still enjoying it as much as we did when the day I went up with the cakes. Yeah. To, and looking 15 to, years younger than <laughs> you actually are. <laughs> no, I don't know about but, that. And, come here, I'd be in, intrigued in this. Like, Christy, are you close with Christy? That's yes, of course we are. Forty yeah. years. I spent but explain more to me your I relationship with him. I well, I mean, when we started off, we used to room together. When we mm. when we'd all share a room, when we couldn't afford our own rooms yeah. together. But yeah, I mean, he's he's. But it's a funny relationship, though, it, Billy. I'd like you to try and just ex even briefly explain that to me. Is it a relationship of? You know, obviously you work together. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Are and you it's, brothers? It's, it's admiration. You're not it's, brothers. It's respect. But are you like brothers? Are you best friends? Are you not best friends? We, are you just really good friends? We or? don't we don't hang out together yeah. when we're not with the band. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like that's because that's important. because yeah. It, it, well, it's well. Number one, Christy wouldn't come to a pub with me because he doesn't drink. Exactly. He'd be bored. Yeah. yeah. He'd be bored out of his head. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So. When we're on the road and when we're together, yeah. or when we when I call up to his house or when we're writing yeah. or something like yeah. that, it's it's locked tight. Yeah, yeah. It's locked tight. Yeah. But when you, there's a release time where oh, you there just is. go, and you yeah. need to be away from each and other. And you have to yeah, there is there is that. Yeah, that's an now, interesting don't get one. me wrong, because we do fight. Mm. Mm. And when we fight, we fight. Mm. I mean really fight. But the the the, the thing about us is when, when we, we say fight, fight is a shouting and roaring. And sometimes comes to fisticuffs. <laughs> Sometimes, but the thing about it is, the next day it's forgotten about. Yeah. And if the person in the wrong will nine times out of ten will say, "Look, I'm sorry about last night. I, you know, yeah. I went a bit overboard. I went yeah. over the top." And I think that has enabled us to stay together. What, what through, has through thick and thin? That not letting arguments fester. Mm. I think a lot of bands when they fight with their bandmates, they take it personally, mm. and they you have to overlook. Mm -hmm. Because nine times out of ten, we're fighting about the good of the band. We're fighting about a song, or you know, that's a you know, that's a piece of shit. That line is a piece of shit. Who are you calling a piece of shit? Uh, you know, yeah, and then yeah, suddenly, yeah. but it's it's you have to get over that, and that's why we've lasted so long. Because we can have an argument, we yeah. can have the row, we can have the digging match, mm. and the next day it's forgotten about, yeah. and we move on. Yeah, and I think that's very important. Plus, when most bands sign a deal and they get dropped, they start to question their music and they start to question how good they are and they forget why they were signed in the first place. Because you know the music business, A&R man, the turnover of A&R man, you know, you can have an A&R man that signs you and thinks you're brilliant. He can lose his job. Another A&R man will take his place that's not into your band and suddenly, out mm, you go, mm, lads. Mm. I can't see what am I going to do with you. I can't mm. see you on radio. Da da da. Mm. We were told. We were told by Sony BMG. We recorded Goodbye Charlie Moonhead. The album was number one here. Crazy World was massive, and we were told by Sony BMG. There's no hit singles on the album, lads. And we're going. 
have crazy world have a listen mm. have a listen ah no can't see it being played over yeah, in the UK yeah. and it's that's but you have to understand that's one person's opinion correct and what happens with a lot of bands is they sign the deal they release their album their album sells nothing they get dropped but they have to believe that you know when we were dropped it was always about right how are we going to take this forward mm. The unplugged was was one way. Mm. When we got dropped, we we regrouped. Mm. We done the unplugged. You thing. believe in yourself. You have to. Yes, that's it. You have to believe in yourself because you get so many knocks in this industry. Yeah. You really do. Well, I mean, you guys believe in what you're doing, right? Yeah. Which means one guy in a with a mustache over in London who says that's not going to be a hit. Yeah. That ca- that can't ruin your whole life. It can't. No. And that look like look. The 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 crazy world story is a perfect example of that. You know, and they just, Sony BMG, the A&R man there just didn't see it. Yeah. Just couldn't see it because he was new. He wasn't the A&R man that signed us in yes. the first place. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. The A&R man that signed us could see it. Yes. He heard the songs. He went, right, go in and do the album. And that, and we were, we, we had the album and the tour and everything was, we had a year to go in the UK to promote the album and promote the singles. Yes. And suddenly we're dropped and we've a year with nothing to do. And that's what led us into the Unplugged very team. Good, very good, And let us, let us on a different path to, to record Made in Dublin mm-hmm. instead of being in the UK promoting Goodbye Charlie Moonhead. Mm-hmm. But things like that happen in the music industry and you have to adapt and change. You have to have a plan B. Yeah. You know? And, and how is Christy now? Because I always look, he has he has amyloidosis. It's it's what Martin McGuinness had. It's it's a terminal cancer. Yeah. Now when he was diagnosed, mm. Mario, I went up to see him in Beaumont Hospital, and he was on the tubes and everything else. And I went. I always wondered how Aslan was going to end. I just said, Christy's not getting out of here. He's going to die. Went out outside the hospital room, bawled me eyes out. Said, "This is it. This is it's all over." Two years later, Christie's on stage singing with Aslan to come back gig in the Olympia. He he's still on chemo. He's on his third bout of chemo at the moment. Once a year, he goes over to the Royal Free in London. Everyone, there was a group of them going over from Ireland that he used to meet over there. People from Cork, people from that, and they had the same type of cancer as him. He goes over there for a SAP scan. They haven't got one of their machines here, so okay. he has to travel to, to England for it. Christy is the only one now that's gone over from the original group. They're gone. They're all dead. Yeah, oh they're all dead. Oh my God. And it's, it's, he's what, he's 12 years now uh, uh, diagnosed with it. How extraordinary. It is going to get him in the end, but, but he's so positive. He wants the gig. As he said, he says himself, he goes into a dark place, but like it is going to get him in the end. You know, there's no hiding yeah. away from that fact. There's only... Oh, sorry. There's, grand, a, yeah. there's only so much ca- uh, chemo. There's only so much chemo that you can get, that you can you can uh, your body can take mm. because then it starts to poison. And how, well, how's the strength? Then it's, it's poisoning. What we do is uh, we have a chair at the side of the stage, yeah. and Christy will give the roadie a nod if he's feeling, and he's honest about it. He'll just say to the audience, "I'm bollocks." Yeah, yeah. You know, and, oh, they, they, and, know. They, and they know, and, and they know, and they know. You see, that's the thing. The voice is. He hasn't lost his hair mm. and he and his voice is crystal. So the thing his the, voice the, is crystal. The medication I'm, hasn't affected yeah, his. He was worried about he was saying, cords. Right, I do chemo, I'm gonna lose me hair, I'm lose gonna lose me voice, and that would kill him. That would kill him. Do you but know what hasn't. I mean? Not at all. Yeah. Not at Ivanton, he's singing better. Mm. It's really weird. Like he only released a, a solo album there just before Christmas mm. in October. Mm. 
Unreal. Mm. The man's the man's unreal. He's mm. unreal. And what age is he now? Sixty-one. Jesus, yeah. So he's 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 a phenomenon. Yeah. He really is, you know. And and as I said, I've a lot of respect from. I think the Irish people, what they love about Christie is besides his voice and his performance, they love his honesty. Yeah. He's so honest about everything. In the book he wrote. He, there was no hiding away yeah. you know you know if you two are one of them or anyone releases a book there's about 70% maybe absolutely with Christy there's 100% and and it's the same with his performances on stage 100% yeah you know and I think that's what they like about him I think that's that's what endears the Irish public to Christy wow 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 and so all these 40 gigs he'll have to be minded Pretty oh, he'll be wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, yeah of course he will. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, and I can't wait. I can't wait. As I said to you, to be doing the tree arena at our age, and you know, uh, it's just it's 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 a big one, yeah. and we're excited about it. And that's the thing, we have something to aim for yeah, now. Totally. We have something that's going to buzz us. We've been going. Mm. Oh, is it September yet? You know yeah. what I mean. And once you have that, you have that. That's what drives the band. That's what keeps the band going. Well, we all need goals, and yeah. we all need hope. Yeah, and especially now after the past two years, yeah. which we said we wouldn't mention. No, but, forget yeah, it. But, no. no, but that's... What, what about the... What about... Not the rock and rollers, but what about the the, the young younger generation of, of uh, artists now? I mean, am I right in saying that, for example, I think one of the vibes you put out put out some, some time ago was like, they're much more sort of professional nowadays. They are, yeah. Uh, but is that... Is that- I, I think that's a good... I think it's a good thing. I mm. think it's a good thing because, like, when we started, when Aslan started, the work ethic that we had was second to none mm. you know like you'd be out putting posters up mm. at six in the morning postering on the top of bus shelter so people that were sitting on the top of the bus could look down and see the poster yeah. on the top of the <laughs> all them old yeah, little good, tricks yeah, yeah. all them old little tricks that you used to do but then when we signed our deal we spent more time in the pink elephant than we did in the studio so we, we lost the plot do you, do you understand what I'm saying of course we thought when we signed the deal we thought oh we've made it when in fact we were on the first rung of yeah. the ladder and I'm, my son uh, I keep trying to drill this into him I'm saying look the record, Billy, uh, the record deal is not the be all it, and end all it. but then were you missing a vital cog in the wheel here maybe I'm only throwing this in maybe a manager maybe yeah well you see a Paul McGuinness fi- we had we figure. had a manager who was also a party goer as well but I mean a Paul yeah, McGuinness yeah, figure yeah, somebody who we, goes, doesn't party yeah we had Danny Kenny and he was a party animal he was a party animal so we had a party animal managing a party band I mean, it's, <laughs> you know so it was a disaster you know uh, yeah we spent anyway yeah we spent more oh, time with the pink elephant and people saying yeah and we were going like when we started when we were hungry we were up in the pigsty every day yeah. sitting around the super sir heating our sandwiches yeah. with our tea we wrote This Is up there. We wrote The Whole Feel No Shame. We were hungry. Yeah. You know, it's like the hungry fighter. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And then when we when we got, when we signed the big deal and yeah. suddenly the money was coming in, yeah. we were going, ah, let's go to Pink, lads. Not not, not realising that we'd be at 10 o'clock at the pigsty the next morning. Yeah. Should we only be getting home at 10 o'clock? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? well, what kind of nights were those? I mean, like, but can yeah, you remember like... Stand, Def Leppard and Spandu Ballet and all yeah. were hanging around the Pink Elephant. Um, it was all the tax breaks. Frankie you, goes know, to Hollywood. I know, Lisa Stansfield. Yeah, they were all but here. Do you have an image in your head of... Jesus, I remember that night. There was this, like, do you have any, can, do you have any, can you paint a picture for me at all? Of all, just trying to put some thoughts, not just pictures into my head. Come on, Billy. Try and put, try and, you remember one night. One more time, Okay, now this is, this is exactly the kind of start I love to conversation. I remember one night. I remember one night, I was hammered and I had the car outside. 
Right, yeah. outside the pink elephant. Yeah. Those are the days when, you know, you drive home, the guard would say to you, were well, you drinking? Ah, yeah, guard, I had two or three points. Take it easy. <laughs> you know them days? I know, right? so yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I was in the car and I'm sitting in the car and next of all, I went, <laughs> and I puked all over the inside of the windscreen. <laughs> and what did I do? I turned the wipers on. <laughs> uh, uh, the wipers are going like that. I'm going, it's not clean. It's not working. Get me hand. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, now, I didn't drive home. I fell asleep in the car. <laughs> right, yeah. I just climbed in the back of the seat. But I woke up at about eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And everyone's going to work. Oh, and I'm in the God. back of the car going, oh, oh, Jesus. Right, right. And the puke, the smell of puke in the car yeah. on the windscreen. They were the one that, they were, that was a typical that, last that's, that's night. just golden stuff now. Yeah. That's golden <laughs> stuff. And I mean, would you be in the pink was that the days of the Def Leppard and all that? Yeah, and would Def you be Leopard knocking around there. with all yeah, those lads? Le- yeah, yeah. And Lily Bordello's there. Yeah. yeah it was and were they interested in, were they, were, were those, some of those stars interested in you guys as well? No, in terms they didn't of, know who we were. Yeah, did they not? Did they not? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't because we were only starting out. Yeah, yeah. We'd only released Feel No Shame. So, yeah. you know, they were like, they were over here for tax reasons. I know that. You know, they were all here. They were all living here. But uh, they were great days. They mm. were great. Like, if you wanted to party, yeah. they, were, they were mad days. Yeah, Robbie yeah. Fox was smiling from ear to ear in those days. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, was. He'd be on the door. Come on in, lads. Oh. Spend all your money. Spend your record advance. There you go. <laughs> I know. I know. And we did. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would I change a thing? Not. I would not. That's a guy. People say, would you change anything? I would not change yeah. one day of the last 40 years that we've had mm. because... It's just so special. It's yeah. every day, like yeah. the, the, the memories we have. But also, this is such a special town to be doing that sort of ah, stuff in. It's great, yeah. You know, B- brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I always compare it um, to Liverpool as well. The, the, the yeah. kind of people. That's the vibe. We're yeah. just good. We just but, love going out, and we love the slagging and the piss take. You know, and there's the same over in Liverpool. Yeah. You know, and you, you just you always feel as if you're kind of out, and when you're in town, you feel as if you're when you've had a few drinks or whatever. You feel you're out with family. Oh yeah. You know, you don't feel. Yeah threatened or that you're going to get mugged or yeah. you, you the, the always great, feel kind of yeah. you know yeah like it's great I, I remember like you, you mentioned all the bands like you'd meet you'd meet the Happens down there and you'd meet you'd Cactus World News and, and mm. like Danny Kenny used to manage the Cactus World yeah. News as well he yeah. managed us and he managed Cactus World yeah. News he managed Flo McSweeney yeah. as well it was worldwide management yeah. but all those bands and Leslie Dowdall and the 2-0 there was a yeah. great vibe there was a great you'd meet it you'd meet them in the pink do you yeah. know what I mean you'd meet them there how are you doing where are you recording your album you know what's yeah. he's toured and you know Exciting. and it was yeah, yeah. there was a real buzz there was yeah. a buzz I still think Ireland is is a is, is a great place for music where I still think we're punching above our weight the likes of Villagers Gavin James uh, uh, Picture This Picture This are amazing mm. absolutely amazing how they haven't broken yet is, is beyond me mm. prolific songwriters mm. absolutely mm. so much but I, I always I, I always cite you too to me son I say listen Jake the work ethic that you two have, the Edge and Bono don't have to get, they, they, they're multi-millionaires. They get up every morning and they go into the studio. Albums don't, they don't just suddenly mm. come about. Mm. You have to put the work in. Mm. Well, if you put the work in, you'll get something back. Mm. It's what you put into it. So I'm trying to instill that into him, uh, not, not to go partying. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's taking it on board, hopefully. Mm. They have to do it. They're doing their first gig in Wheelands in May. Mm. And they're, they're with MCD. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're a brand new band. Yeah. So it's, it's Don't great. tell mum. Don't tell mum, yeah. Mm. And they're releasing their EP and they're doing their first gig. I'm going. 
I'm definitely going to be there. It's uh, I know we're in we're in the Landmark Hotel the night before, and I'm going to come back from the Landmark Hotel to catch uh, me Jake's band. Don't tell mom, but uh, there with MC, and it's great to see MCD taking on a young unknown band. I think that's brilliant. I think that's really good, and they have a plan. Like uh, right, do upstairs in Wheelands first, sell it out. Then move on to a, the old-fashioned way. Mm. The build up a following. Exactly, yeah. Build up a following. Yeah, yeah. And it's great when you see that, you know. Exactly. Now, Billy, like, uh, this has been a really brilliant conversation, but there's um, there's been a couple of people listening um, mm. to the conversation. Um, so they'd like to just say hello to you as well because they listen live to the podcast, you know. Okay. So you don't mind saying yeah. hello no, to not them, at all. No, Louis no. Walsh is on the line. Say hello to Louis. How are you, Louis? I remember the day uh, you used to ring me every week. Billy, have you got me? Have you got me commission? Because Louis used to book us out. Guys, Guys, Billy, it's just so great to talk to you. I'm really enjoying the conversation. Billy, I've been listening to you talking about being a baker. You, I think you could have been a huge baker, but also now you're a dancer. What about a new act? A kind of a dancing baker. A kind of a, you kind of hop around with your kind of buns, cream buns, and you do dancing as well. What do you think about it, Billy? <laughs> and will you be booking us out, Louis? Well, it depends. Uh, what, do you want me to be your I'd, manager? I'd love you to book us out, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can do this together, Billy. Do you want to bury the hatchet? <laughs> right in your head, Louis. Right in your head. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember that? Because I was looking up that thing today on YouTube. The, the Linda Martin one? Yeah. Oh, What's you, no. your reflections on that now? Oh, I was, I was totally 100% right. Yeah, but I was what, totally 100% did you ever right. make it up with her? Um, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know so her. And I, I've never met her since that day. And uh, I just basically didn't want Louis on the panel yeah. because he managed Owen Quigg mm. and he managed the girl out of Wonderland. That's right. And there was both of them vying for the song yeah. for Europe. Yeah. It was all but did Louis try to manage you once? Louis used to book us out. Of course he did. Yeah. Louis, Louis was our manager. agent. No, yeah. he was our agent. And he'd thing. ring me every Saturday. Have you got me commission? You'd be talking about 60 quid. But when did he book you out? He used to book us gigs. Yes. Louis used to book book our gigs. So, so for example, into, before, into this a... This is before Boyzone, before into Westlife. A, into a... He'd book club. us, yeah. He'd book us into a disco or in a nightclub or whatever, yeah. and he'd be he'd be getting the commission. Ten percent is it? And I'd have to meet him in the, in the Bailey every Sunday morning or Saturday. Have you got me commission, Billy? I'm smashed. Is that right? And, oh, yeah. and, and I'd go in and I'd and I'd give him his commission. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Louis. Yeah. Going back when he hadn't a pot to piss in. Yeah. 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 Uh, mad. Uh, but, but did he ever want to manage you? Or? I, I, he never. I, no, I don't think no. he wanted to manage us. No, he just wanted to. He wanted to book us out. That was it. Jesus. Yeah. Small world. Yeah, but yeah, but look, look, the Linda Martin thing was was uh, I just I thought I was in the right, uh, mm. and she was just obviously she works for Louis, so she was. I back got the fright of my life when she came yeah, out so for I chair thought, and I went down she, into the. That's why I stood up. I thought she was going to slap me. I thought I she said, was going to clobber gonna, you. She's going to clobber me. Yeah, I said I better stand up and defend myself. I'm like a bouncer, but you did stand like oh. a bouncer. Oh, did, you had yeah. your hands over. Hold it there. Hold it there. You had your hands over the front. Like, I mean, it was as if you were going not tonight, love. Yeah, not tonight. Yeah, not tonight. You odious little. Man, you odious little man, you, you odious yeah, little yeah. man, you. Yeah, I don't anyway, know. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I've met Linda several times before, and I really like her as well. But uh, I don't know what was going on. With I don't know guys. what was going on. No, I don't yeah, know. I think yeah. I think she thought I was attacking Louis. You know, she yeah. Look, and they'd be it's, it's, they'd be it's, tight it's, with another. It's the music industry. Come on, get get a grip. Yeah, you know. Desi Cal is on the line. Desi Cal. Desi Cal. Des Cal he, yeah. he say say hello to him. Hey, Des. How's it going? How are you doing, Billy? I just want to ring in because I'm actually. The oldest that ever appeared. I'm 83 next <laughs> birthday, so 
I just wanted to put that to bed there, Billy, if that's okay with you. You're only, you're only a nipper. I'm only a nipper well, compared to you, Des. You're a child. I'm only a child oh, compared child. to you, Des. I did the Desi swim. Would you? And, uh, and I was, I think I was 74 when I did that. And now I'm 83. Um, and how, how uh, far did you get in Dancing with the Stars, Des? I think I got to... Uh, sorry, I'm always falling asleep when I talk. <laughs> I got to week seven, I think. Week seven. So you outdid me, but I you have 23 you. years of age on me. So. I do, yeah. Well yeah. done. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Des. Thanks, Des. Thanks, Des. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Christy Moore is on the line as well. Ah, so Christy. Christy. I love a bit of Christy. How are you doing? How are you doing, Billy? I'm really, I'm chuckling away to myself here listening to this. I think it's a brilliant interview. And um, I love the, the story of throwing up all over yourself in the back of the car. <laughs> I, I well, did, you can relate to that, Christy. I can. <laughs> I did it once on a Massey Ferguson. I just threw up all over the front of the Massey Ferguson. Wonderful. And I've often thrown up into my Boron as well. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's a sneaky place lovely, to do it. Lovely, Christy. Like, it's a great store. It's a, it's a receptacle. So in the old days when you'd be drinking and you'd just pop your head down to the side, throw up into the Boron, ah. and then it'd be grand, you know? So you'd be grand, you know? <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Christy. And um, Christy Dignam's on the line now. Say ah, hello to Miel Scrumpy. How are you, Christy? How's it going? How are you? Um, all that stuff you're talking is bollocks. <laughs> I knew you'd say that, Christy. That happened. You said that to Ryan on, on Friday. Didn't you? That, you said it was bullshit. None of that bollocks <laughs> happened. And I have a new... I have a new um, direction for our musical career as well. Have you now, yeah. Christy, right? So, where are we going? Tell well, we're going, going to the fucking pigsty again. That's where we're going. <laughs> I like it. And we're, we're going to make a new album of covers, right? Live at the pigsty? No, yeah, but it's going to be a new album of covers. <laughs> what what covers? Yeah, we're going to do covers, okay? <laughs> and we're covers? starting with Dua Lipa, Levitating. Okay, you're playing bass on that. Bring the fucking cakes. <laughs> then we're doing Blank Space, Taylor Swift. Then we're doing Justin Bieber, baby, 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 baby. And then we're doing Olivier Rodrigo, driving license. And that's the new fucking album. Now you, shut your hole and stop lying about the band. Okay, Christy. Fucking make it, I'll see you, see you tomorrow. Yeah, bring tomorrow. in me fucking eclairs as well while you're at it, will you? <laughs> yeah, prick. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow in the gap. See you in a fucking eclair, you... <laughs> Uh, brilliant yeah, he's, a good form there. he's in great form he's, yeah, great he's having form a good day yeah, he's, he's having a good form. day it's brilliant yeah. Yeah. it's brilliant that's all I can think of to talk to you uh, that's all brilliant it. listen Aslan are 40 years old yes um, they're on tour uh, at least for 40 gigs yeah they're going to hope to do the 3 Arena and September this year September the 17th Saturday night you have no excuse no you were brilliant on the Dancing with the Stars to be Thank honest you. with you you were the biggest Thank you. You're, the, you're the biggest you were the biggest draw on it for someone that can't dance, it was great. A dancing competition, and I'm the biggest thing on it, and I can't dance. Yeah, but well, you were all of us. It says it all. But you were all of us. You were all of us. And Team Banana was fantastic. Team to watch. Billy and Hannah, Team Billy. Banana. It was yeah. brilliant. She, and, she was great. And well done for having the bottle to, 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 to do take it. it on the first yeah. place. Yeah. You thanks should do it, Mario. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a million, Mario. Thanks, man. And thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I was I was buzzing when, when whoever, Patrick rang me. When Patrick rang me, I said, Of course, where do you want me? And I'm there. What time? <laughs> what day? Loving to do it. Sweet. Well done, Mario. Thanks. Big fan. I'm a big fan, thank you. And my huge thanks to Billy McGuinness for literally limping up the stairs, four flights of stairs, on our uh, podcast studios um, in Dawson Street. Um, he had two torn calf muscles, um, but he gamely plodded in. And uh, as soon as he sits down in the chair, he's beaming again. It's, he's truly amazing how he's kept himself going. 
Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Curry's, of course, for all their support. Check out our past episodes and a brand new comedy sketch on every one of them. Subscribe, tell a friend, you know what to do. See you same time, same place next week. Come see my live show. 